you're in for a big episode. So welcome back to The Expansive in 2024. We have some exciting plans for this year. And yeah, it's been a great break. Uh, I feel rejuvenated. I feel refreshed and I'm excited for the year ahead. Dun, dun, drum roll, drum roll. Drum roll. This is going to be big, Erica. Let's go. Uh, so, word for the year is... Welcome to the Expansive Podcast, where we explore the frontiers of personal growth, business innovation, and technology. We believe that growth and progress come from expanding our minds, exploring new possibilities, and embracing change. Welcome to 2024 and episode number 200. We are so very, very happy that you're joining us again on this adventure this year. But before we kick off with the podcast properly... Let's always check in with my co-pilot, Eric Kruger. How are you, my friend? A long time and no talk. Hey, brother. Yeah, it's been, it's been weird. It's kind of like the holidays have been great to take a bit of a yes. step back. But at the same time, yeah. like not having our regular ritual mm. of having a conversation and yes. a bit of a debrief and a decompression every single week, it's been weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, happy 2200 episode. I think that's a huge milestone. And I want to just pause there for a moment. I was looking at some stats today. I mean, just in general, dude, 200 episodes. Um, that's a, it's mind blowing to me that we've, that we've gotten this far. I didn't really think we were going to be going for this long. You know, I thought we would, um, I thought we would do like a, a good amount of episodes, but I, I didn't really, I guess I didn't have expectations of, where it might go and how long it would go for, but I didn't. I definitely didn't think we'd hit 200 episodes. But here we are, and so a few things to note on this journey to 200 episodes is that last year we won uh, the best Korean entrepreneurship award by the African Podcast and Voice Awards. We scored a 4.8 across 240 reviews. We are in the top 1.5 percent most listened to in the world, according to Listen Notes. We were in the top 5% most shared on Spotify in 2022. And we've recorded about 8,000 minutes of audio over 200 episodes. Isn't that just That's, incredible? It really is. And it's, it just shows you the, the level of dedication and patience and actually fun. I don't think yeah. you could do this if it wasn't fun, right? So there has to have some level of uh, excitement and you know, just wonder, actually, because we just go through it and it just really is great. And and I think if you add to that, we really have some very dedicated listeners and we've become friends. And Incredible. so that's really the best part of it is, yeah, we're just connecting with a community around the world. So welcome back to The Expansive in 2024. We have some exciting plans for this year and we look forward to having you along for the ride. Yeah, look, I mean, it's been quite a break. I, I started off in uh, Florida with uh, Tony Robbins. We did a pod straight after that, so mm. I don't have to rant about that at all. But uh, <laughs> that was a quick uh, $10,000 mistake. Yeah, um, quick exit, and then yes. I went, I went to Costa Rica, which was unbelievable. I did something called ISTA, which is a shamanic sort of tantra week. Really learned a lot about my body and about sexuality and just some of the trauma that many of us have that we hold around nakedness and sexuality in many ways. So it was really, really eye-opening. Um, I feel uh, at peace uh, after doing that, uh, having gone through a lot of work at that. And then I went to Guatemala and spent a week with my friend Gareth and, 
and his uh, girlfriend Araminta, and that was amazing. It feels like Guatemala is the land that time forgot, and there was volcanoes, active volcanoes, which is just mind blowing. Um, I've never really been next to an active, active volcano. And uh, that was amazing. And then I stopped off in New York, had a great day in New York, and uh, now being back in Dubai for the last sort of 10 days or so. And uh, in the next five days or so, the travel starts again. So, yeah, it's been a great break. Uh, I mm. feel rejuvenated. I feel refreshed, and I'm excited for the year ahead. How has amazing. yours been? Yeah, good. Um, Dan was away in Germany for kind of half of December. And, of course, we adopted a new pup, Atlas. And so kind of my entire December was just focused around making sure the little boy settles in and that we are, we want to get him like trained up from the start. So we've been very dedicated and focused to making sure that he learns new things and he's exposed to new environments, uh, trying out different sort of um, training methods with him, taking him to the beach and ah, dude, he's just been loving life. So it's been, it's been so good to just, spend time with him and uh, train him up and get him to have that connection with us again. So that's been a big part of my December. And then mostly it was just playing paddle, uh, going to wine farms and just enjoying the ocean. That's pretty much like uh, what a win. the challenge what is that win. when you, when you stay in Cape town, every day feels like you are just on holiday because yes. like you walk out and it's yes. just like the most incredible world around you all the time. Um, so yeah, yes. so that was pretty much my December and then kicking back into gear from this week, I'm doing a, my, my keynote start from about 16, 17. I started off with two keynotes, Okay. Uh, but then I'm also okay. busy working on, uh, PepsiCo learning and development journeys and two other companies. So I've, I've kind of already started. Brilliant. When do you, you say you travel from this week already? Yeah, on the 10th, I go to India. I'm in India for two days. I'm working with the EO regional event there. Then I go to Vegas. I'm working with a company called Equinix. I'm there for two days. I've actually booked myself to go and see the, the Sphere. I'm going to go watch a show in the Sphere. Mm, oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, fly to Bulgaria. I'm in Sofia for three days, which I'm looking forward to. I've heard it's a beautiful city. And then I'm in Cape Town for 10 days. So we must definitely connect. And uh, maybe we should even for do sure. an event. Let's see. Let's talk about that off here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, what's funny is like we, we, we're all sort of international speakers, right? Because we, like, I've done plenty of international events. But the, Some of us are more international than others, and then but there's, nobody's measuring. But that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, I think there's international <laughs> and then there's international speakers. <laughs> I think you've really earned, earned the, the, the designation Thank by you. now. I remember. Well done. I remember. Well done. I, I think. I think a speaker spoke in Botswana, and he changed the international speaker. I'm like, yes, you are. That is, you're right. You, you are now an international speaker. So uh, it's the equivalent yeah, of like well, being yeah. a bestseller on Amazon for two minutes, and then you go, "Well, this, now I'm a best-selling author." And it's, and it's you know what? It's true though. It's true. Like, mm, no, it is true. No it is true. It. There's it just levels true. of truth. Yeah, there's just levels exactly. of truthness yes. in it. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. But lucky us that we get to do something that we love and uh, we can move yeah. around the world and tell stories and share our passion. And so, yeah, it's a really fruitful mm. and uh, very exciting and grateful life. So I'm very happy about it. But we're in for a, a big episode. This is usually one of our most downloaded episodes and most listened to episodes. And it's become quite a tradition as we move into the new year. And this episode is called Word of the Year. 
and I saw you made a post on social media about it the other day. And uh, yeah, so what are your thoughts about this year and well, how? I'd like us to start with your word for the year. Because Why? you've like had every your word year. of the year. Every time because, you No, because you've had yours for like months already. Like yes. you, mine is very new. But is you've it? been kind of preloading this now for a while. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but, but before we get to that, let's quickly mm. just talk about why a word of the year. Got it. And it's been, it's been interesting to me that I've received quite a few messages from listeners of The Expansive with their words for the year. And it's been amazing yes. that this discipline, I mean, it's not like we created the movement, you know, <laughs> do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... Uh, but it's been incredible to receive people's word of the years and see their reasoning behind it and see what they are hoping to achieve. And ultimately, what this word of the year does for you is that it just themes your year. It just gives you a, a, an anchor point to keep coming back to. And hopefully what it does is that it kind of creates an umbrella across all of the goals that you have, um, the vision that you have for your year, and it just ties all of it together. So if it's a, you know, um, a way that you want to accomplish a goal or a way that you want to show up consistently throughout the year. And it just keeps bringing you back into a certain state of mind. And I think that's what makes it so powerful is that you tend to forget many things throughout the year, but this word just becomes this focal point for you. And you can use it as a filter or a lens through which you look at opportunities and goals and failures and relationships, everything just gets tied back into this. Um, I, how would you? Yeah, how would you? Very good. Uh, look, I, I agree with everything you're saying, but again, what I always stress is how do you engage? Because some people say, like I say, what's your word of the year? Flourish. Yes, okay, I, I get it. It's a wonderful word, but what are you doing different to flourish? Like, what's your word of the year? Abundance. Okay, wonderful. What are you doing to be more abundant? How are you engaging with the word to actually make it an action rather than just some? Uh, what was it called? A uh, sticker, bumper sticker. So just be wary of not using one of these abstract words like abundance and then doing nothing about it and going back to stressing about not having enough money and worried about the future. But then what's the point of having the word abundance? It did nothing for you. In fact, it's a plaster on a saw that is making the thing even worse. Yeah. So a couple of yeah. things. One, whatever word you use, you've got to action it because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Two, how often do you engage with it? Now, I say this every year. I change all my passwords and I always <laughs> add different things to it. So whatever the case you want to do with that. So um, all my passwords change. And that's because every day I'm typing that password 15 times a day. And so that really helps me think in into sort of like – the action of it. And remember, you know, words are power. Words create our reality. And so it's a really important thing to engage with and maybe even type up and put behind your computer or on your computer or on your phone, whatever the case may be, just to keep engaging with the word. I think that's what's most important. Mm. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you on that. Um, how do you feel about, because last year you kind of halfway through the year also thought about a different word that you might want to have for the same year. How do you think about that, like in terms of the absoluteness of if I choose this word, I have to stick to it for the rest of the year? No, I think you can change it. I don't think there's any rules around that. I mm. did feel, I think in about August, September, I thought I could get a new word. I was quite happy to get a new word. But, you know, the word had served me, I'd worked it, I'd thought about it, I'd been with it, I'd done it. And I was like, okay, 
Maybe I could mm. go, I could change words. So I don't think there's any rules, but mm. let's say for the first half of the year, this will be our word, word of the year, but then there's no, again, there's no rules. If you want to change it, of course you can. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right, cool. I think that's a good introduction. So drum roll and tell us about your word for the year. Okay. So last year, my word was elevate, which was really about changing my frequency to see the world in a new way. As Einstein says, you cannot solve a problem from the same awareness that created it. So what do you have to do is elevate your frequency, elevate your consciousness to see something new. And last year was an incredible year for me on many different fronts, but it totally elevated my life. I, I did new things I'd never done before. It elevated me into positions that I was so, so excited and surprised and delighted by. This year, it's exactly the opposite. And this word was really introduced. No, I mean, I know the word, but my friend Kyle from San Francisco said it to me about four months ago. And as he said it to me, I was like, there's my word of the year. It was like an immediate, yes, I got it. And the word is rewilding. And the word rewilding, a way to explain it is when you go into Cape Town, for example, or even in Dubai now, and you can see it in many places around the world, is people are planting plants that are indigenous to that area. You're rewilding the nature into symbiosis with itself. So you're not bringing flowers from somewhere else or a tree that needs too much water, but you're planting things that create harmony. But in order to create harmony, you need to rewild, go down to the basics of who you are. And the reason I've chosen this word is we live in a world of incredible change. And the centered, authentic version of yourself is going to win. The one that has totally established its roots in itself, understanding its symbiosis with the world, is able to deal with all this change that's coming. Now, add to that. As a man, our masculinity has to be upgraded. And this is for many reasons. But one of the reasons is because women are so incredibly powerful and are becoming more and more powerful. And as a man, to be able to hold space for a woman, I need to be as connected as possible to myself, as to the essence of my masculinity. And the four archetypes of men is king, warrior, magician, and lover. And in order to be on the light side of these and the positive side of this, I need to rewild my masculinity as in get to the core of who I am as a man in order to be able to bring that version of myself to the world. And this is a big part of me doing Ista, the shamanic work around Tantra, is really start to understand the very essence of masculinity, reproduction, why we are here, how do we bring this level of magnanimous masculinity to the world? And God only knows how much the world needs this from all us men, more than ever before. And I think we are all incredibly disgusted with the wars that are going on in the world. We are so over the sort of brash capitalism that's seen the world become so disconnected. We are so angry with the way people treat nature but this is all because men, mostly men, have not been initiated into their most masculine version of themselves. And rewilding for me is how do I go through a process of rewilding myself to the true essence of masculinity 
so I can bring this version of myself to the world. And I think this is quite linked to me turning 50 soon. And it's in the next 18 months, I'll be 50. And it's really important to really show up as, as the type of energy that you want to see the world express. And in order mm. for me to see that energy, I need to become it. And so rewilding is my word for 2020. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It, it kind of reminds me of this idea that over time, we also become tamed by the world around us. And we are taught how to do certain things and how to show up in certain ways. But there's always this desire to kind of return to your nature, to, to do the things that you want to do. And I th there's a very big tie in here for me to this idea of being dangerous as well, which right. is that I'm not, I'm not constricted by the world. I am yeah. fully living into and rediscovering yes. who I am and, and how yeah. I want to show up in this world. Not constrained well said. by society's yeah. expectations yes. or yes. perspectives of me or, or how yes. they want me to be. And, and I think that's also a big part of it. I think, you know, toxic masculinity is what everybody throws around because that's an easy way to go. But that's just traumatized people. And a mm. trauma needs to be healed, needs to be rewilded so that you can show up as the most powerful version of yourself. And especially masculinity in a world where the pendulum has swung, where men have been brought to, brought to justice with what has happened in the past. And I get it. It hasn't been good. But we also, as men, are bearing the brunt of that right now. And yes, I understand that that pendulum needs to swing. And I get it. I'm not here to say that you need to get over it. But it's also my responsibility to engage with a new type of my masculinity so that I mm. can bring a more elegant, more magnanimous man so that I can be an example of where we need to go just for my mm. own sake. You know what I mean? I don't mm. even care about everybody else, whatever they want to, just for my own sake to meet, to bring forward a brave, courageous, empathetic man that thinks long-term, that takes on the role of a nurturer, not just for his woman, but for humanity, for animals, mm. for nature, to be the custodian of that. And you can't do that if you don't rewild, mm. if you don't go back to your essence, where you don't heal the trauma, where you don't really start to step into that very, very powerful version of yourself. Um, so the masculinity one, I, I totally get. What, what is the practical application? So obviously, apart from you showing up, you know, in a more grounded and, and rewilded way, what is the practical application for you into business for this? Or do you not, are you not really thinking about the business aspect of it? Well, it's not really a business aspect for me. What it is, is yeah. how do I show up as a man that is there to listen, to nurture, to care, and to share? Okay. Those are the things as a man. And when you're able to do those as a man, it affects your relationships, your friendships, your lovers, your, your, your corporates, your, you just name it, your relationship with everything. The whole of nature starts to change. And to be in a state of calm elegance has always been something I've been wanting to do. You know, I've been always, a few years ago, I remember my word was elegant power. It's like very, like five, mm. six years ago. I remember that. And, mm. and rewilding is the, is the behavior that's required to get you into that elegant power. You know, it's almost like embracing your masculinity rather than judging it, which is something I've been doing without realizing because that's what society's kind of brought about. It's like, you know, it's bad. It shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't be like this. And I'm just like, you know, yes, you're right. You shouldn't be like that. But then what's the other option? 
and I never had that option. And now I'm starting to see and discover new options. And if you read about the four archetypes of these of men, this, this magician, lover, um, uh, warrior, and king, you start to realize the characteristics that are showing up that are in the dark side of these archetypes. And then you start to read what it looks like to be in the light side of it and how much power, patient power, that you start to develop with that rewilding. It's just, it's, it's really exciting for me. I think it's, it's, it's really one of the most deepest words that I can think of as a man. Look, I'm, I'm not a woman and I'm sure for women it as well, but as a man to, to engage with is how do you get to the essence of you? Like you, you, you at your core, you have to rewild. You have to go back to basics. You know, it's a big, it's a big I think thing. There's a, yeah, I think there's a deep urge for everyone to, to do that, to, to yeah. get back to nature because that's actually what it really is. Yeah. And I think that that nature just obviously shows up differently for men and women. Um, and I think for men, there's this aspect of physicality to it. And um, I, I want to kind of say like, there's a power aspect to it. There's a, um, a testosterone aspect to it. Like you kind of want to get back to sure. like that feeling of, of, yes, you know what I mean? Like, again, like when I think of this, I think of dangerous because that's exactly what, what dangerous symbolized for me is a breaking free of the things that keep you trapped. Like the, yes. like you have this desire to take some risk and do some things with your life, but you kind of have default into the space where yeah. you are just on autopilot and like everything yes. is just mediocre and everything is just the same all the time. But then yes. there's this like desire to take some risk and do some new things. And like, mm. yes, like lean into that again. And I, I hear so much of that, but I, I I see where you, um, what you are dropping down into the masculinity part of it. Mm. Look, I, you know, when I see another man have this, it's so apparent to me. Mm. In fact, it's one of the most attractive things in another human being to be centered at peace, calm and powerful. Like mm. there's nothing more attractive. And I'm not talking sexually. I'm just talking as another human. When you see yeah. somebody like this holding this power, I'm like, you know what? I want to do my work to get like that. I want to be mm. like that. I want to engage with that level of consciousness within me, you know? And that mm. will impact business, dude. What do you think? I mean, For sure. money will yeah. come to you. Power will come to you. All those things will come to you. Mm. But you're less about proving and much more about just engaging with who you are, you know? So I'm excited about the year. I love and it. I think this theme also allows me to be quite grounded and at peace with myself. Mm. I really like it, dude. Um, one more question is, what do you think practically you need to do this year then that's going to help you to really live into this word? Because like, you, like you've done Easter, you've read some books, obviously. Like, What do you think the practice of this is going to look like? You know, I don't know. I was speaking to my friend Joe today and I was thinking, I was saying to him, I don't know what, what I want to do next as far as some self-development in the world, right? And there's so many different options. And he said, the fact that you don't know what to do next, it's time to integrate. And he's right. It's just time to integrate. So I actually don't know. And I think, I think the, the whole idea of being in your most powerful version, you don't need to plan as much. You don't need to have such set goals. You need to have a system. And I mean, we've spoken about this, but the system is, is how do I harness this energy? How do I be patient with it? And how do I move with grace? And that will show up. But now what I've done is I've created this sort of perspective that I want to lens my life through. As you said very well at the beginning of the pod, is this is a lens that you can see the world through. 
and now allow the lens to determine what's going to happen next. And so, yes, does it mean more self-development? And you know what, Eric? It might not. It actually might mean, as an elegant masculine man, hold. Hold. You don't need to be chasing. There's nothing to chase. Just hold. Hold. Things will come to you. And so, yes, I, I, think, I think just adopting it might really start to create a very different approach of how you approach all of these things. So the answer to you is, I don't know. And I think that's exactly what I should be doing, not knowing. Yeah, and I think what we should also do this year is uh, do a halfway through the year, check in with the word of the year. Because what we've been doing in the past is just a start to the year and then end of the year. I think this year we should also make a, an effort of like halfway through the year, like what's been happening? How's this word evolving? How's it impacted what you've been doing? Um, to, to provide a bit of a debrief and a reflection for that. Mm, I agree. I agree. I think it'll be good to kick off, like to stop halfway. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I really like it, dude. Uh, rewilding. Thanks. So, you. everyone, uh, if you need to get into any of John's uh, accounts, <laughs> rewilding and then just play around with the rest. Like, you'll figure it out. <laughs> you already have the most yeah. important part of it. Yes, you do. You do. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck on the treasure hunt. Good luck on the yeah, treasure hunt. He has lots of Bitcoins, so start there. I do, I do. And you're not touching those, but yes, good luck, good luck. Good luck. Okay. All right. Dum, dum, drum roll, drum roll. Drum roll. This is going to be big, Erica. Let's go. Uh, so, word for the year is new. Ooh, okay. Talk to me. Yeah. So my word for last year was brilliant. And yeah. coming out of that, I, I didn't have anything that was, I didn't have an aha moment like you. I didn't have a, an obvious word for 2024. I spent a lot of time reflecting on where I am and where I want to go to. And the, the word that kept popping up for me is that to get to new destinations, I need to do new things. And so mm -hmm. new has become... I guess, the theme for me for 2024. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. now that I've been meditating on it, there's a few things that have popped up. Uh, the first is that I came across a quote from a guy called Richard Evans. And he said that the undertaking of a new action brings new strength. Mm -hmm. And thinking about that, there are two things that, that stand out. One is that we know that venturing into the unknown, when venturing into the unfamiliar, means that you might come across new aspects of yourself, meaning that you well, might you discover, are. yeah, you'll discover new strengths, you'll discover yeah. new tools, uh, yeah. and you'll discover a new edge that you could use in an unfamiliar world. And so, like, mm -hmm. obviously, like, if you think about AI, like, you know, or, or this, this, like, just crazy world we live in, if you venture into exploring and trying out new AI tools, you might just find a new edge that serves you very well in a new and unfamiliar world. And mm -hmm. so one part of this for me is that when you take new action, you develop new strengths. Mm. But when you, when you read the quote, he says, action brings new strength. And I think what he was actually saying is that when you take new action, you also become inspired by where you go. Like you, the new strength is actually inspiration and motivation that you mm. gain from taking new action. So there's two, there's two aspects of it that develop out of that quote, right? Like there's the, the, new skill that you develop, the new edge, the new strength, mm -hmm. but there's also mm -hmm. the inspiration and the motivation and the perseverance that comes from trying out new things. Mm 
Mm-hmm. When I wrote my second leadership manual, I spoke about a mental model called explore and exploit. And okay. I actually changed exploit because I didn't like the language of it. So I changed yeah. it to extract. But essentially what it means is that we are always operating in two different modes. We are operating either in in exploration or in extraction. When Mm -hmm. we explore, we are trying out new things. We are Mm -hmm. experimenting. Mm -hmm. And the challenge is or the the danger is that you can very easily get stuck in one of these two modes. And that's not a very good thing. The ideal situation is that you finally calibrate where you find yourself between these two modes. If you get stuck in exploration mode, what happens is that you're always trying out new things, but nothing ever gets traction because you move from one thing to the next too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you are always stuck in research mode because you are very excited about something. So you're always researching the latest this or that, but you never put that into action. Mm-hmm. And so I remember a time in my life when I was trying out different business ideas, especially online 2013-ish. And I tried out so many different ideas but none mm. of them ever had the time to, to grow. It's like you're planting lots of different seeds, but you never give it enough water for it to grow. Mm. And so like that doesn't really serve you, right? Because those seeds never develop. Um, I even remember a time when I just moved into speaking, when I was trying out so many different sort of angles that my friends were like, and I think you even at some point said to me, like, you need to like just focus a little bit because you're trying too many things. I don't actually know what you're doing. Mm. And so that's the danger of exploration is that you could try too many things, like you, you're doing lots of new things, but it doesn't stick. Then there's the opposite side of that, which is extraction. And extraction is we extract as much value from what is working today, which mm. is a very important thing to do. This is you like planting the seed, but also watering it. However, if you get stuck in extraction, and we've seen many companies do this, you are focusing on extracting value, extracting value while the world is changing around you and you're not lifting your head to notice this happening. And all of a sudden, one day you are undermined by a new technology or a new competitor, whatever the case may be. Yeah. When I think of what I've been doing over the past year, maybe two years, I'd say that I've over-indexed on extraction. And not as much doing what is working, but doing what I know. And so I I really feel like when I think of how I want to approach 2024, I want to just do new things. I want to meet new people. I want to create content in a new way. I want to run my business in a new way because, you know, there's this very like well-known quote that says, what got you here won't get you there. And I think I'm there. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm at that point where like everything I've done has gotten me to where I am today. But for me to get to the next space is going yeah. to require new inputs. And we've spoken about this on the, on the pod very often, right? Like mm. to get new outputs, you need new inputs. And so the new inputs that, I'm, that I've been thinking about just to sort of make it a bit more practical is that, and, and by the way, the goal stays the same. Because that's, you know, that's an important part of this is I'm still focusing on this process of accretion. I'm still accumulating in the same direction. Mm. I'm just accumulating things in a different kind of way. So the goal is still build an international speaking and coaching consulting business, right? That stays the Mm -hmm. same. But the how of what I'm, where I'm getting there, like that's, that's changing a bit. So to give you two, two, maybe three quick examples is I think over the past three, four years, my main focus has been on building my personal brand. But when you yes. think of business, there's actually two aspects to it. And, I, you know, in the speaking world, 
that's how most of your speaking business is built, I think. It's new, um, a, a strong personal brand and personal relationships. I think those two things combined is what gives you a good speaking practice. Yes. Um, I've over-indexed on personal brand because when you think of Have a business, you? there's, I, I think okay. so, and I'll tell you why, because I think there's, well, not over-indexed, it's been strategic that I've wanted to focus on that, but in the process, I've completely neglected the lead gen side of my business. So what you can think of is like, I put all my, all my time and effort into personal branding and mm -hmm. zero time into lead generation. And okay. my business is, is twofold, right? I have the speaking side of it, but then I also have the team development and leadership development side of it. Mm. Um, and I think they actually require different mechanisms for making them run effectively. And personal brain on its own isn't enough. And so mm. I think this year there's a recalibration that I want to do. I want to lean more into, into lead generation strategies. So that's already a, a new way of approaching business. Right. Doesn't right. mean I'm, I'm laying off on the personal branding. This is a recalibration. The second is that I'm thinking a lot about new types of content. Dude, <laughs> you know, we, we were speaking about AI and what AI is going to do to content as a, as a starting point and how it's going to just commoditize content and what we're going to see in 2024 is a flood of AI-generated content. And I'm already seeing so much of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've seen even those uh, influences that have been created that are 100% yes. AI-generated influences and, and they are, are raking still in them and loving millions. Them. Yeah. People yeah. are loving them. And, yeah. and very often I look at one of those pictures, I'm like, if I didn't look closely, if I didn't pay attention, I wouldn't even know yes. that this was AI-generated. Yes. yes. I'm looking at many of, the, many of the influences that I know and I can tell because I've, I've read enough ChatGPT content that I can tell this is ChatGPT. Yes. But I know that that most people that haven't been exposed to this world aren't noticing that this is AI-generated content that they're consuming. Yes. So there's that aspect of it. But then I must be honest, I'm also just kind of over it. You know, I'm over writing yeah. another LinkedIn post. I'm over yeah. like setting up the camera in my study and like recording another video in my study. I actually made a rule this year that I'm not going to record any videos in my study. That's part of new. Like you've, this space is done now. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think of what are different ways so I can also fall in love. You know, when we do the pod, it's so much fun. You know, like we, yeah. we have this debrief before, like we laugh a lot. We talk about, you know, catching up with life and it feels like a therapy session. It feels like a decompression mm. session. So there's so much mm. energy when we mm. do this. And mm. I, I don't feel that energy when I create other types of content. And I think... I need that. Mm. I, I miss that. Mm. Mm. So I'm thinking about new types of content. And then, you know, I'm, this is going through like my entire life. I'm also thinking about I want to create a new studio space here. I want to have a nice black wall at the back with, because mm. I do lots of stuff in here. So how do I create a new space that inspires me as well? So, yeah, so this word is, is putting through new. everything. Um, Love it. And, and I'm excited to see where it takes me. Yeah, I'm excited and to see do where you it takes have, me. And do, do you have a plan for new? Like, what do you have anything in, in place? Yeah, well, um, so the, the things that I've outlined, they they part of the plan for me as well. But then mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sitting with a lot of just thinking, okay, what have you done in 2023? How will you mm -hmm. change that for 2024? And it's not... Mm -hmm. Not how do you improve it, how do you change it? How do you make it new? How do you do mm. it, it completely different? I'll give you another mm. example. So 
there's a guy that I that I follow. Um, his name is Daniel. Uh, his surname eludes me, but but he's built multiple seven million dollar multiple million dollar businesses. Uh, he's yeah. built seven of them. And his one technique that he that he uses to build all of his businesses is this thing he called laps. So it's every single week you have to do a specific activity that generates leads that lead to appointments that gives you presentations yeah. and then ends in sales. Mm. So mm. essentially it's just like every week yeah. you have X amount of people coming into the business and X yeah. amount of people coming out of, at the bottom of the funnel. So he said that for every single business he's built, he's done this process every single week, like every year, right? Mm. So like he runs a webinar every single week for a year. Like he does not mm. take a break every mm. single week. And so I, I started that last year. I started running these webinars and I was running them on Zoom, uh, but like in the webinar format. And I'm running one next week and I'm doing it in Zoom meetings. Like it sounds like a small change, right? But like when you're sitting in a meeting, it's a bit more intimate, feels a bit more sort of involved than watching a webinar where it feels like you're just watching a web, uh, like a video. So right. it seems like a small thing, but it's new to me. It's like I haven't right. done it like this before. Right, right, right. And it actually feels so uncomfortable every time for me you to come think at a about crossroads, it like when you come to a crossroads where you are going to go the old way, you're going to try something new, you're going to go new. That's I'm kind of, go, yeah. So that's that, the that theme. Is, yeah. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. Because also, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, a, big yeah. a big aspect where this plays in for me is with relationships. Mm. It, it's such an important part of business. And it's something that I actually really enjoy. But there is a big part of me that likes to default to not putting in the work of the relationships. To not, mm. especially, not creating new relationships. Mm. And I know that if I want my business to be an international powerhouse, mm. it's going to be built through international relationships. Mm. That's it, mm. you know? Okay. And I, so, I, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry, what did you want to say? No, I, I think it's fantastic. I think that having, it's almost like your, your word could also be uh, uncomfortable because... Mm. I want to do things that put me out of my comfort zone so I can meet the world with a new version of myself. And a new version of myself is on the other side of comfortability. That's it. Yeah. And uncomfortability. Yeah. And so having that approach really is putting yourself into a growth mindset because what you want to start doing is celebrating challenging ways of doing things in new ways. Mm. So I, I think it's great. I think it's very much in line with you, you know, I think, I think it's very good. Look, I also think you've always been quite cautious and conservative in your moves. Um, and I think for you to be able to take this on really can push your boundaries and fast track your growth. So I think it's an mm. excellent word. Thank uh, you. New, right? Very I good. think that's the first time that we've ever had the pod where you have not questioned my word. Look, uh, you know, as, as a rewilded man, I'm here to only support. Um, look, I, you know, because I know your personality and I know that you're conservative in many ways. You know, you don't like mm. to try too many new things. I know you. And so for you to be able to take this on is mm. good. It's really, really good. I think it's a fantastic uh, challenge to yourself. You, you know what I, what's actually strange? I think, you know, and maybe even tying in with the theme of rewilding as well, is that if you if you backtrack me 10 years, I, I just come out of physio, I realize physio is not the thing for me. I realize I want to do something else. 
I go through a phase of heavy experimentation with businesses. Like, like I try so many different things, you know, and in the process, I become so proficient with WordPress and Google Analytics and Facebook ads. And I start running like an agency where I'm actually selling these services. And like, I eventually stumble onto Betterman. And in Betterman, we try like masterminds and events. And, you know, it leads me into keynote speaking and coaching. And I do my masters and like, um, I, I, I get into the world of leadership and team development and I try, you know, different sort of modalities and, and techniques and interventions with, with teams. There was a time where I was heavily into exploration, that exploration mode. And yes. I think it got tamed out of me. That's what I, yes. I want to get to is because yes. everyone around me was telling me, you're trying too many things. And it, it might not be that they were wrong. Because yes, like if you if you are you know doing this one day and then something else the other day, I can't put you in a box in my head. I don't know what you're doing, so yeah. I don't think they were wrong. But I think my personality is that if I'm not over here, I'm going to default yeah. all the way to over here. Yes. And so I think where I'm now is just I just need to recalibrate that. I just need to find a mm. a, a sweet spot where I'm still extracting value from what is working, but that I'm also just. And I actually think now that I'm, you know, if I'm reflecting on it, I think rewilding anew has a very strong theme that ties it together, which is that there's an excitement that comes with it. Mm. You know, there's a... Call to adventure. Excite, yeah, excitement is maybe the, yeah, call, call to adventure is maybe even the, the better word to use here mm. because mm. that's what happens. It's like you, there's a monotony... For me, there's a monotony that maybe develops over time. And then mm. you yearn for that excitement again. Mm. And that excitement lies on in, in something new. And so that's mm. that's actually, I think, the big thing here is like as you do the new things and you do them with excitement and passion and you find new strengths and you are strengthened by it, like mm. where does that lead you? We know in the unfamiliar and in the unknown, nothing is certain, but like it's going to lead you somewhere incredible. Yeah. And so I think love there's it, actually a, a great it. theme that, that ties it together. So I think even another word to, to explain is exploration. I mean, it's also you're moving yeah. into more of an explorer mindset, which I think is mm. really important for a world that's shifting and constantly moving, sure. you know? Yeah. We're going to have lots of discussions about change this year. I can't wait for it. Yes, yes. I, I, I was listening to Yuval Harari and he said, history isn't about the past. It's about change. Mm. And I thought it was a nice way to think about it. You know, it's just a constant process of change that's happening. Mm. You know? And we should use history to learn from and not repeat. Some people are stuck in history and they want to repeat dead people's problems. Mm. And so new is very much about saying, okay, well, let's move forward. Let's whatever's happened in the past, happened in the past. Let's just move. Let's keep mm. focused on the future. So congratulations. I look forward to yeah, seeing how this impacts you. your paddle game because I mean, that needs it more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. And, I need um, a new, new backhand and a new, yeah. a new backhand, a new forehand, <laughs> new legs, uh, new two right feet and, uh, how it's going to impact the pod. I mean, hopefully you're going to be a better pod co-host and uh, show up in new ways. Uh, looking forward to that as well. Maybe you'll research longer than five minutes for the pod. Oh yeah. Looking forward. Yeah. It's all going to be exciting. It's all going to be exciting. <laughs> Well, thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to the year with you and I'm looking forward to sharing with all our listeners how we progress with this. And whoever's listening, if you want to share your word of the year, please do share it on social media, send it to us or share it online and tag us. We'd love to see what you're doing and how you're going about sort of infiltrating it into your life. 
And uh, I look forward to seeing those uh, right across social media. Any last words, Eric? Yeah, no, I, I just think I'll just echo what you said. Um, if We would love to hear from, from anyone who's listening to this and what your word for the year is and how you'll be applying it. Uh, we share ours with you, so please share yours with us as well. And, and same, I'm looking forward to the year with you and having many conversations about change and transformation, uh, highlighting some of the, the things that are happening in the world around us, because ultimately that's what the pod is about, is that we want you to live expansively in a world that's changing very rapidly and not to be Absolutely. confined by it and not to feel threatened by it, but to yes. feel like you can, you can thrive in this world because yes. that's exactly what you can do. So Absolutely. that's it for me. Great. Wonderful start to the year. Thank you all for joining us. If you feel that this pod helped you or made you think about something in a new way, please do share it with one of your friends. And until next week, ciao.